0: May 17th, 2022, this morning's class is donated by James and Rishi Haddad in honor of the upcoming marriage of their daughter Esther Lee to Mr. Isaac Sayed, and it's donated by Sarah and Nathan Cohen as well in honor of their new baby, Girl. We're in Masseykh and Sanhedrin, the very top of the page. And if you recall, the Gemara had recorded at the very end of the class yesterday the opinion of Rabbah. Rabbah deriving his opinion from what we understood as what's called Gezel Hager in the Torah, a circumstance where a person ultimately, terribly, uh, stole from a person who's a convert, and as a result, they don't have relatives. Halachically speaking, if someone's a convert, they have no relatives any longer. The only relative they could have now, based on halacha, is descendants. Well, from that circumstance, the fact that the Torah talks about an ish, in la ish go'el, Rabbah derived, his understanding was, the only circumstance in which you might have a subsequent relative To the convert whom you'll need to find in order to pay back to in that terrible circumstance where you stole and denied and then admitted, and now you're paying and you're paying the fifth on top of it, and Korban Hashem is if it's an adult. If it's a child, and here's the key words. You don't even need to search for a relative. Why don't you need to search for a relative? Well, first of all, it was terrible that you stole from a child, but why don't you need to search for a relative? Because there's no chance, says Rabbah in his understanding of the Torah, that the child has a relative if he was a convert. Why not? The answer is he clearly couldn't have had children, says Rabbah. It seems clear, says Rabbah, that the Torah is telling you that there is no circumstance where a child, we call that below the age of Sheteh Se'arot, could have a children, child. That's the statement of Rabbah. The Gemara now, over the course of the next, I don't know, 15 or 20 lines, will deal with, within our context, outside of our context, that statement of Rabbah, whether a child, from our sources from the Torah and Halakha, can have a child in turn. So again, I'm just a few lines from the top over here. If you take a look, we'll go from the very top of the page. It's in the middle of a statement. Again, in the context of Gezel hager, the Torah talks about an Ish. In the circumstance where, if unfortunately a person stole from, committed thievery against a a convert. You need to search for relatives if the convert has passed away. To pay back to if he's an ish v'imlav in a circumstance im if he has the relatives or not katan. The person from whom you stole is a child below the age of shetese arot i'ata asarich Hazorah alav. You don't need to search for relatives because you can and should know biadua she'en lo goalim certainly. That child doesn't have any relatives. They couldn't have had children. So as the Gemara, all that all being the case, we're now going to challenge you, Raba, and then we'll bring a proof for you, and then we'll challenge you again. Etive Abaye, Abaye, responds, meaning he's asking a question on Raba. As the Pasuk says, Ish, and the Derashah, we'll talk about where it says Ish in a second, is, Ish, Ben Shanim V'yom Echad Lebia Ve'ish, so first and foremost, the, Torah, the Gemara gives no hints, no clues to where this pasuk that he's citing from is emanating. We have no idea. The Torah just says, it says uh, says uh, Abaye, ostensibly quoting from a Beraita, there's a derashan, the word ve'ish. It means you'll have to search far and wide in the Torah where it says ve'ish. I'll tell you Rashi's take on it in a second. But the, specifically for our purposes is the Torah doesn't just say ish, in this context of punishment, it says Ve'ish, and as a result, his understanding is Ve'ish, that extra Vav, is coming to be Marbe, it's coming to be inclusive. What's it coming to be inclusive of? A person, a child, who's below the age of nine years old. We call that an absolute child, we call that a child. So now, a circumstance, apparently, is we're dealing with some sort of situation in which I'm just piecing it together to as we make the entrance of Rashi over here a circumstance a situation where a child has, and you see the words already we're dealing with a circumstance where he's means he's susceptible for to appropriate relations. Or below that, if it's below what are we talking about? What's the isur? What are we talking about? This child where we're including them even though they're below the age of nine, in some sort of penalty, or maybe the person who has relations with them has a penalty, says Rashi. It's in the funny, difficult, hard-to-understand case, which was mentioned in the parashat two weeks ago, in Parashat Kedoshim, and that's what's called shivha harufa, without getting far into detail about the, uh, the the importance of this in the Torah, and the Gemara talks about this in other places. shivha harufa is, uh, broadly speaking, translated as follows. There's a woman, and the woman is a... Uh, Uh, She's a maidservant, which means she's, for all intents and purposes, a slave. But she's owned by partners. One of her partners releases his uh, stake in her slave uh, holdings. And as a result, she's now Hati Evid, Hati Ben Horin. She's half she's half slave in terms of being owned, and half free. That woman, in turn, has been married, is married to an Eved Ivri. So she's connected, she's linked up to a fellow slave. Now, another man comes and has relations with her. That's the funny, hard-to-understand case of shiv ha Again, it's hati shiv ha, hati ben horin. We explained how that could be. There were two owners. One freed her, one didn't. She then is married to an ived i but commits relations with another man. What's the Halacha in such a circumstance? So the Torah tells us in such a circumstance, she gets, she gets lashes, and the fellow who had relations with her has to bring a korban. That's the circumstance. Does, we, don't, we don't need. Yes. She's not a because she's only one side of her is, is a free person. The other side of her is not a free person. She's only linked up to an Eved Ivri. We'll have to. We learned Kiddushin together. You might recall it from there. Might not. It's a hard to remember and understand case. Um, it bears reminding and you know, all that sort of stuff every time. Anyway, that all being the case, that's our case. That's our situation. That's what Rashi says on the right-hand side. If you look at Rashi, Ish Gabeshivha Harufa Ketiv. It's written in the context of this woman. It's called Ish Harufa. The pasuk says Veish Ki Yishkavet Ishah Shichvat Zera. In my Gemara, they give you the full pasuk. Veish Ki Yishkavet Ishah Shichvat Zera. Veishivha Neherefet ish, Leish Vehevda Lo Niftata Vehevda Lo Niftata O Chuvsha Lo Nitana Bikoreti Elo Tihi. Okay, the Pasuket describes how she's not fully hopshi, she's not fully free, and as a result, answer to your question, Charlie, she's not an absolute ish. Okay, well, that all being the case, back to our issue. This circumstance, the fellow who has uh, relations with her, well, what's the exact situation? It says that an ish has relations with her, but it doesn't just say an ish, it says ish and that extra vav seems to be inclusive. Let's look again here in the question of Abaye etive Abaye. If the pasuk were just to say ish. In this situation of Ha uh, harufa in the I would say it's only a grown man in terms of maturity who had relations with regards to the punishment for her and for him. What about ish Bentesha Shanim biyome What if he's over the age of nine and we call that child above the age of nine Those are interesting words. means he's already a part of this parasha known as bia. We already consider this child appropriate for relations. I guess biologically, perhaps physically. Minayin, how do you know to be inclusive of that child, even though he hasn't reached maturity, even the initial stages? Tamud Lomar Veish. Well, that all being the case, turns Abayet to Rabbah and he says, wait a second, Rabbah. Rabbah, just a moment ago, you were making the claim that if it's a child, the child cannot inseminate. The child is not going to be able to have a child. then how come the Torah over here is including a child who's below the age of maturity? I thought the child won't be able to have a child. I thought the child isn't susceptible and a part of this, what we call, Of course, we can distinguish. I imagine many of you are, are, are thinking about that. You can distinguish. You can argue that physically the child can be a part of this act. You can alternatively and at the same time mention, but in terms of inseminating and bringing forth a child, this child is not a part. Do you understand? There could be, that's what the Gemara will suggest, this in-between stage. Yes, physically the child is able to have relations. Physically the child might even be able to inseminate, but not in a way that will bring forth a, a child. And so that's the Gemara's response for Rabbah. Rabbah now turns to Abaye and he says, Listen, Amar Amarle says Rabbah to Abayeh, Yeshlo molid. On the one hand, he does have Zera. On the other hand, it's not Zera which brings forth holada, which brings forth the birth. I have this in-between stage. And as a result, my claim earlier was that you see from Gezel Hagir that a child will not be able to have a child. I stand by that. You're asking from Shibha Harufa that we're considering a, considering a child from the age of nine, Raoui Absolutely. Well, Raoui L'Biah means he has Zerah. He has Zerah, potentially. But it's not zera. that's mazriyah. And he gives a mashal, kitvuah. He says you can you can compare this to grain, which is not a third uh, uh, matured, uh, readied. In other words, in such a circumstance, it might appear to be grain, but the grain will not in turn produce more grain. If the grain has not yet been hevia shelish, if it hasn't reached a third of its growth, if you intend to take the kernels and replant them, they won't bring forth. Future tivua again, kitvua shelish dame period. It's similar to tivua to grain, which has not yet matured entirely. It began the maturity. This ben Shanim she does have zera. But it doesn't inseminate to the extent that you'll be able to bring forth children. Says the Gemara, we have support for you, Rabbah. Again, who's Rabbah? Just for our purposes. We need to remember Rabbah for the next several, forever, but certainly for the next several lines. Rabbah's claim was from Gezel Hagir case, the details not as important to us at this point, that a child below the age of maturity, if he hasn't been mevisheteh se'arot, will not be able to produce another child. Might be ra'uy but cannot produce another child. Deveh chizkiyatanas, as the Gemara, Deveh chizkiyat, in the Beit Midrash of of chizkiyat, they had a derashah, which is aligned with Rabbah. How so? Well, the Pasuk says in an altogether different context. We're going to throw all sorts of different... This one's the hardest to understand. This one has nothing to do with our issue other than we make a derasha from an interesting word in the Pasuk. The pasuk says, V'chiyazid ish. And this pasuk, uh, the, the Makot people, even Sanhedrin people, anyone who's learned issues with regards to killing and punishments should know this pasuk. The pasuk says in Parashat Mishpatim, Now the word chiyazid, yeah. yazid over there is milashon mezid, if a person is purposeful. If in a malicious fashion they go forward in and they plan to kill with a sly and cunning way to kill the other person, okay. The details in the pasuk are taken, even if he has made his way to the mizbeach. Not our issues. Our issue is that second word in the pasuk, Yazid. Yazid. If 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 it's the way I just translated it to you, that it just means mezid. That's just referring to the person does it with this. Evil, malicious intent. In other words, it's not bishogig. Well, Why use the word vechiazid as the Mephashim explained? Maybe it should have just said vechia. Yershia is the more standard word in the Torah. He's a rasha. He's acting as an evil, wrongdoing person. Why that word vechiazid? The derasha goes as follows. Again, just the several lines from the top of the page. Quote, vechiazid ish. Well, that's the next word as well. The third word is ish. The derasha goes like this. The Dirasha goes in the in the following direction. Instead of understanding the word Yazid, as it's Peshat is, understand it in a dual fashion. Peshat in context, absolutely, it means he did it purposefully. Now let's be a little bit imaginative. Let's take that word and step back and say the Torah has shivaim panim, has 70 faces, can teach me all sorts of things, just because it uses a different word, altogether different terashah. What's that? That a child can can, uh, cook, that's the word mezid, and then from that cooked product, Be mazriab inseminate. That's what an ish can do. That's not what a child can do. Yeah, I've been very careful leading this one up for 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 the likes of you. Uh, It's very difficult. It's it's it has literally nothing to do with the context. The Torah is talking about purposeful killing, but the fact that the Torah uses the word v'chiyazid is hinting to us to use and understand that word expansively. Understand it not only about what it's teaching you, our, us, la'inyan, understand it as well. Why use that word in the Torah? Maybe it's to teach you an altogether different halakha. What's that altogether different halakha? The word yazid, as we'll prove in just a second, can also in Torah language be interpreted as cooking, and as a result it's If it's mentioning cooking, you're linking the adult cooking his zera, which means now it's susceptible to bring forth children. It's it's a derasha. It's quite out there, ultimately speaking the mechanics of it are not what's going to disturb us, the, the upshot of it is what's going to disturb us what we're going to see from this is quite clearly like Rabah, only the adult can bring forth zera, which in turn is mazria. had you know that the word Yazid has anything to do with cooking? I told you the word Yazid has to do with Mezid doing something purposefully says the Gemara instead of asking it the way you're uh, you know, uh, uh, Judah did, you know, had they come up with that? It's not a question per se with the mechanics. They're okay with the mechanics of saying the word is an out of place word, and, you know, why do you need to use that word? But I said, but who told you that the word yazid means to cook at all? My mashma' had you hear in that word, the hay mezid, that the word mezid is lishna de bashule, is a lishna, is a word which denotes, which signifies bashule cooking, which in turn the Dirashah again went, and ish can cook, so to speak, get his zera prepared to the extent that it will be mazria. it can in, uh, be inseminated and bring forth a child, but not a child, had you know that, dechtiv of all places, vayazid ya'akob nazid, Pasuk says at the beginning of parashah toledot, ya'akob nazid, of course we know the nazid cooking this lentil soup we're linking those two together and saying the word Yazid can not only denote and signify purposeful activity but cooking activity and as a result what's cooking? It's the child zerah which is cooking, which means, excuse me, not the child, the adult zera which is cooking, whereas a child could not. I wonder, I haven't done the research on this, it shouldn't be hard, you look into Radak, and Mkhlul, and other places, I wonder if there is... I don't wonder. I'm certain there must be a link between mezid and hazada with regards to cooking, and something along the lines of cooking is a purposeful act in which you're involved in it, and you're bringing forth what's you know what's what's to come. It does not happenstance that this item came out. You went into the kitchen, you went into the I don't know whatever to your oven, and you set forth your pots and your ingredients. That's called hazada. If you're doing something purposefully, you're adding all the ingredients in your mind. To what's to come and how you're going to do it and as a result that's why they share the same root and the same type of word. But how, that all being the case, the Gemara just brought a proof for Rabbah. Now, keep in mind, it's not really a debate here between Rabbah and Rav Hastah, whom we saw yesterday. We're really doing this in a vacuum. We're just testing this opinion of Rabbah. On the one hand, we challenged it. Rabbah stood, stood his, his ground in defending himself. And now we're bringing a proof for Rabbah that a child, again, below the age of shetese cannot and will not bring forth a child with their Zera, says the Gemara, but it's still not finished. Don't we have a derasha Not from the Midrash any longer of Chizkiah, but from that of Rabbi ishmael The derasha is from Ben Sureru Moreh back to our context ben velo av whereas yesterday we had the of rav hasta which i believe i quoted i said wrongfully but anyway I'll, I'll remind you what he said and i'll say it right today rav hasta yesterday told us that the child who's the ben sorero more needed to be born to an adult how was the derashah then? It was v'chiyel Ish bin, the child who's acting wrongfully needed to have been born to a grown or mature man. That's what it was. Over here, it's, I think, the way I was saying Rav Hasta yesterday. And that is that the child who is in this moment, a ben sorero more, cannot be a father as well. I think I was speaking like that. Technically, it doesn't, it doesn't you know, in the scheme of things, it doesn't make a difference. But just an ha'emet, that's the difference. So anyway, here the derasha goes as follows. It's ben velo'av. The person who's doing this wrongful activity who, who, about whom we're judging and we're dealing with him with the death penalty of Sekilah cannot be a father. <laughs> What's that? We saw Ben Vilobat as well. We've seen many shot. We tested them. We explained these extra words. Could have been written in different orders. Absolutely. So in the Mishnah, Ben bilobat. over Here it's Ben V'loav additionally. Or maybe it's disagreeing with Ben V'lobat. If the Tanah Devere Bishmael would disagree with that. Anyway, Bin Vilo'av. So again, Bin Veloav tells us that it must be a child who is not a father. So you look at this child and he's not listening to his parents and he's eating and he's drinking gluttonously and we look at him and we judge him and we turn and we put him in his place, bring him to court and so on and so forth. And one of the questions we ask is, does he have children? Shema Yisrael. Stand there. One second. He has children? Look at the kid, his, his voice hasn't changed yet. Look, He hasn't even hit his growth spurt. You think he has children? Why do you need a pasuk in the Torah, Tanah B. Ishmael, to teach you that he's not a father? Literally, you guys, Tanah Devere Ishmael, are assuming that this child could in turn have a child. Well, what age are we dealing with? Hechidame, what's the circumstance? batar l'akif zakan. So here's, if you recall, we understood that ben Sorero more is in a time period. We saw it in our Mishnah. We're not disagreeing with our Mishnah. What's the time period during which a person, a child, can operate as a ben soreru more, which means to say we'll judge them based on their actions to death penalty? It's from the age of what we call until the age of until they fill in in terms of their maturity alright so now you're telling me again here's the child and I'm looking at this child and I need to determine that this child doesn't have any children when is it that they impregnated a woman and in turn brought forth a child it has to be that it's prior to, in some way, shape, or form, them being a ben soreru More. That's what you're telling me. The Torah is teaching us that if this young man has a child, well, he's disqualified from ben soreru More. At what juncture did that take place? Well, again, Rabbah, you told me a few moments ago that it cannot be that a child has a child. That's what you told me. So then, when did this Ben Soreiro More have a child that you're making the claim that the Torah is teaching me that if he has a child, he's not considered Ben Soreiro More? It can't be. Rabbi, you told me there's no such thing. There's no circumstance where he's below Shetese Se'arot and has a child. So maybe it's I'aber, maybe his wife becomes impregnated Batar de Ayate she Arot. She becomes impregnated after his maturity stage. All right, that's not terrible. So again, the circumstance situation is this child become, uh, impregnates his wife or a woman uh, after he has at which point the olid, she gives birth, and now she gives birth before he finishes his maturity. <laughs> Do you understand the zone? So we're in between some sort of month period, several months period. He impregnates a woman. She gives birth. He's acting out. We look at him. We say, "Is he fully mature? He's not fully matured yet. Can't put him to death. Why not?" Ben time? Says the Gemara, miika shahut kulehai. Shahut means means time, means space. Is there really enough time? I'm not, let's figure this out. I mean, we don't need to, uh, to be biological here. The Gemara will bring us biological. But uh, how did that work out time-wise? Again, he impregnates a woman when he's beginning his maturity. She gives birth and the acts as a Ben Sorero More before he finishes that maturity stage. The time span during which a child will be considered a Ben Sorero More based on age, based on maturity, can only be a three month span. In other words, from the stage of Shetei Se'arot, until what we call Hakafat Zakan, till he fills in and he's fully considered, fully mature for this purpose, is only three months. So, one second, Rabbah. It can't be that prior to Shetei Se'arot, his wife, he impregnated a woman. I said, it has to be that he impregnates her after Shetei Se'arot. Got it. Now it has to be in turn that she gave birth before he finishes his maturity. How much time is there? The big Kruvspedai told us there's only three months. It can't be that his wife gave birth in three months. love, rather, it must be instead. And Rabah, we turn at you, turn to you with a disapproving uh, shaking of our head. The mikamede shete se'arot veolid it must be that he impregnated this woman before his maturity stage of shete Se'arot. And the birth in turn is prior to finishing the uh, maturity stage that he has. So you did it six months before shete Se'arot. And then after shete Se'arot, there's three months for the birth of the child. And then you're acting as a Ben Surer Amore. Says the Torah, but we can't put you to death because you're a father. But that's the only circumstance I could come up with. Shema'amina. Minah that's right and you see from this that the zera can be molied against Rabbah that's exactly the point the Gemara is asking a question on Rabbah Rabbah's claim was that the child cannot be molied the claim over here is I can't piece together all of these variables and put them in a fashion in a way that you'll agree with, Rabbah. Bishmael, the derasha is ben veloav. Clearly, there's an opportunity, there's a circumstance where Ben Sorero More could be a father. How could he be a father if not for the fact that if I put all the variables together, he had the child, excuse me, he began the process of having the child with his wife prior to maturity of Shetei Se'arot. Answers Rabah, or answers the Gemara for Rabah, not so fast. Maybe Look, they have to wait to make sure she has a child. <coughs> Says the Gemara, I don't know if you read ahead, or you know, it's Ruach HaKodesh today, Nathan. Says the Gemara, Look, it's not the case. Le'ulam, you're just in tune with it. Says the Gemara, Says the Gemara, she becomes impregnated after Sheteh Se'arot, again, the Gemara is defending Rabbah. The only way she could become impregnated is after Sheteh Se'arot. That's what Rabbah told us. It's true, he can, he's can L'Biah before 9. It's true, he's Ra'uy he's susceptible for the act of reproduction of relations before he's matured, but he's not going to impregnate. He's not going to effectively and successfully inseminate. Okay, so that, says the Gemara, is after Sheteh Se'arot. What oh, is a three-month span? When does she have the child? Veolid batar de akif zakan, and the birth is after. Batar means after. Hakafat khan, he finishes maturity. One second. Then he's no longer Ben Sohren more. Ben no more. you told me, ends that. Hakafat that's what we read in our Mishnah. Our Mishnah yesterday taught us there's this time period which we now understand is a three-month time period from beginning of maturity and end of maturity for our purposes. So she has the child afterwards. That doesn't disqualify him. He's already disqualified. He's too mature. He's not considered Ben Udekakashya bikrus beday. And your question from Rabbi Khrushchev that this is only a three-month time period, Kiatar Avdemi. When Avdemi arrived from Eretz Yisrael, he taught the following, explaining that statement of Rabbi Khrushchev, He said, "You may be misunderstood when Rabbi Khrushchev talked about this three months. This is what he meant." Amar, am Reb In the West, in Eretz Yisrael, what they say is Ben Veloharoui Likroto Av. In interpreting the statement of Tanah Dever Bishmael, another de they explained the following. They said a child who's Ben Soreru Moreh is invalidated from being considered Ben Soreru Moreh, not per se from when they have a child. They can't have a child during this period. It's just not possible. The suggestion is they had to have impregnated after maturity and they're only going to be considered a Ben Sorero more for three months. They're not impregnating and having a child during three months. Rather, it's Haraui likrotoav, Anyone who thankfully has been involved in the birthing process and a woman, a daughter, a wife a granddaughter, whatever it is who's been pregnant generally speaking they start talking about it with the non-relatives or the less close relatives after the first trimester first trimester is when it starts to show after the first three months is when it starts to show the suggestion over here in the Gemara is when we refer to these three months when we refer to haraui when you look at this young man and you'll say about He's going to be a father. It's after three months. Which means to say, what we're talking about is, Shete se arot, pause for a second. He has relations. He in turn impregnates this woman. Within that time period, we can already be considering him. Kroto av. We can look at him and say, this guy, he's going to be a father. If he's going to, How do you know he's going to be a father? You're within a time period where she's starting to show. You're within a time period where it's first trimester, it's the end of the first trimester and he's acting out. That's not a bansurero more. As a result, the Gemara resolves and deals and answered all its issues. Rabbah stands its ground. Rabbah claims and successfully claims this. Not that we proved his opinion per se, but we were able to stave off any of the attacks on him. A child can only impregnate after. He's ra, not only ra'u'i libia after ha'ba'at sheteh se'arot, only once that maturity stage sets in. The second halakha that we know about is ben Sureru moreh is only from sheteh se'arot until ha'kafat zakan. And the last halakha is that a ben Sureru moreh cannot be a father. Can't be a father? Of course he can't be a father. Can't physically be a father. The answer is it can't be that he's already known as a father. In other words, you can already tell that about him. So as the Gibbana, I have one last detail before we close this whole uh, issue. Gufa. Gufa, of course, means we're going back to a statement of one of the Emoraim, which was mentioned earlier. Who was that? Amar Bikrus Amar kol yamav shel ben Soreiro More. The statement is the entire lifetime of Ben Soreiro More, the lifespan, so to speak, of Ben Soreiro More. Enan ela shilosha only three months that was our statement again it means from Shetese <laughs> Arot until hakafat zakan is is three months is that so i'm I, you know i'm no scientist nor are the rabbis although they knew their science pretty well but there's different stages of maturity, different young men, mature in a different period, take some shorter, some faster, and so forth. How could you make such a bold statement? Our Mishnah was very clear. What is the time period from which, until which is considered Ben-Sorey and until zakan That's what our Mishnah said. Rabbi Khrush comes and he formalizes it, he objectifies it, he gave us an exact time period, three months. Three months, is very difficult. Listen, this is what the hachamim do with Mitsot all the time, and appropriately so. I remember once reading this in Or Sameach, who points this out in two places at least. He says that's what the hachamim often did. They objectified matters. Yeah, the Torah, the pasuk says in Yeshua, I are supposed to study Torah, I am supposed to think, contemplate words of Torah, night and evening, uh, night and morning, uh, morning and night. Uh, what's morning and night? How much? Can you give me a measurement for that? Say the rabbis in two places will give you a measurement. Tells you that you're supposed to say Shema uh, in the morning and in the evening, and with that you fulfilled your mitzvah. Maybe we shouldn't talk about that. B'fnei it says the gemara, but that's the objectified measurement for Talmud Torah. What is the Torah it says peru urvu? How do you fulfill procreation? How many children? How much effort? So one, one son, one daughter, two, and so on and so forth. In other words, what they're constantly, for good reason, trying to do is the Torah says something, it's a little murky in defining it, and they give you a measurement. That much I understand. Very appropriate, very important from a practical standpoint for us to be able to understand fulfillment. Not to understand uh, 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 um, performing the mitzvah, but fulfillment of the mitzvah, mitzvah. Over here, you can't really do that, Rabbi We're dealing with maturity. I'm dealing with the words in the Torah. Maturity says the Gemara. The tenan, four lines into the wide lines. Didn't we learn in the Mishnah? zakan. Which one is it? I don't understand. You told me three months, as if you had this all worked out. Everybody's maturity stages are identical. That can't be. So which one is it? How do you explain this? Answers the Gemara. Before I read it inside, I'll tell it to you outside. What Rabbi Kruz is effectively telling you is there's a cap here. You can mature quicker. If you go from Sheteh Arota kafat Zakan in a month, you're no longer a Ben More. What if it's taking a long time? Uh, can, can you be a Ben Sohreiro More? I don't mature quickly. It take, took me two years. I went from I'm not talking about myself I'm saying if a person did three years does that mean there could be a ben sore or more for three years I know we kept it at three months in other words it's one or the other either as the Mishnah says until maturity what's the important question I told you, the ruach hakodesh is really flowing over here, and that's the next segment in the Gemara, which we'll have to learn tomorrow, and that will be the challenge. Do we go by majority? Do we not? That's that's exactly the issue. But here it says the Gemara, he keeps de malu sheloshah When the Mishnah says it's until he fully matures for our purposes, that's if he, if he does it prematurely. If he does it before sheloshah chodashim, malu sheloshah chodashim. However, if he got to three months. That's if he even hasn't matured, which means to say the statement of the Bikrus was not coming to determine maturity stage. It's coming to tell us that we cap that stage of Ben More at three months. What's that? Earlier of. Earlier of. Yeah, that's right. The earlier of either three months or Hakafat Exactly. Explain what you're asking. He's No. Apply to no so well. You know, uh, uh, the question is exactly what what sort of other halachot are you referring to? Generally speaking, with katan, we it's, it's a specific stage depending on the circumstance. But in terms of onashim, you know, that's that's where we're we're not we're not going to kappa katan with regards to onashim at hakafatz zakan. That's a halacha by Ben Sorel More. What did emerge just very briefly from Rabbi Bedai was, however, that he put a certain three month time period. And where did he get that three month time period from? And again, I bring you back to what we talked about a moment ago, he took it from the time period during which we say that is, this. when we look at this woman, we say she's pregnant. The first trimester is what we understand. Three months, we say, ah, she's a pregnant woman, he's no longer a ben sorero more. That's what the Gemara will challenge and the Gemara will wonder is that really an appropriate time period, this three months, is it three months across the board? Does that mean even if a woman's going to give birth in seven months for argument's sake that three months is the three months? In other words, this is an empire, you're getting very political on I me. Mean, I thought that would come from Morris over here. Now, that, that will be a subya and not too much time. On the Fa'in bit, we will deal with the sugya of abortion. So give me a little bit of time on that. But what I will tell you already now is that three months was being determined from uh, by the appearance of the child with regards to this woman, which the Gemara will say is anything but simple. Answers the Gemara. And we'll see this tomorrow. We're going based on majority. The counterclaim is since when do we go by majority? Should we go be going by majority? And we'll deal with that tomorrow. Baruch Amen. amen.